Hello and welcome to Film Narc. This is our third episode. Episode three. Ah! That's the official theme song. Invented <laughs> just now. Uh, I'm excited. Excited to talk about some good stuff. We got a great episode. We Lots do. of really good segments that we just kind of were like, hey, let's talk about this. Really fun stuff. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some uh, top three 80 soundtracks, some overrated and underrated actors, and an over-under segment. Mm-hmm. Um, irrelevant, which is where we get to yell and complain about something totally unrelated to movies and TV. Uh, very excited about that. Very passionate about that segment. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about TV um, and something that we'll call must flee, must see TV. So very exciting. Shows that uh, are not good, that a lot of people may think are good. We're going to stick to mostly overrated shows, so so yeah. you'll think you'll want to see it because someone will be like, hey, this is a good show, and we're telling you it's not good. Yeah, and for must they'll, see, we're going to choose it. some shows that maybe you uh, skipped over because you just kind of felt, eh, we're middle ground, but are actually You really may have good heard shows. of them and, and know they're good, but we're also going to hit some that you know I didn't previously know about that are really, really good. Yeah. All right, so why don't we get started with must flee? Uh, do you have one? And one? Uh, uh, two and a half men. I've man that show man. just uh, it's annoying. Um, yes. Charlie Sheen is a train wreck yeah. every time he's Nuh-uh. and then they replace him with Ashton Kutcher and he's no better, um, <laughs> which is crazy. How could you not be better than Charlie Sheen because he was like crazy cracked out throughout that entire show? Oh, it's just God. an annoying show. It's it's not that good. The uh, the kid actually is kind of a redeeming part, but everything else is annoying. It, the other lead guy doesn't make any <clears throat> sense. He's just there to be not funny. Mm. I, and not get paid as much yeah, as the it's, other stars. It's just not good. Um, it's it's one of those shows that it's like, it kind of points things out and goes, you think this is funny? Like, laugh at it. It's funny. And then <laughs> for some reason, lots of people are like, <laughs> it is funny. I yeah. don't know. Like It's like, it's people who don't know what's funny and they don't know what they think is funny. So you hear a laugh track and you're like, I better laugh now. And yeah. then you laugh so much while you're watching it that you somehow get fooled into thinking that the show is good. Yeah. But it's not good. No. And you shouldn't be laughing. Stop and it's it. going to poison your sense of humor. <laughs> if you watch this show and laugh, you're not going to know it's funny. Sell your TV. And you're going to go places and try to be funny and it's going to be two, two and a half men humor and everyone's going to not think you're funny and realize that you're stupid and your deepest, darkest dreams will be revealed... And you should have kept your mouth shut and never have watched that show. <laughs> wow. That is bold feelings there. I just really, like, came out. Um, so now it's my turn yeah. to have really strong feelings about something. Stop watching Family Guy. People out there, stop watching Family Guy. You know what's worse than watching Family Guy? Telling people you watch Family Guy and go, oh, did you see Family Guy last night? <laughs> Like, knock it off. That is, it is worse. It is, that is worse than watching it. it. Oh, my God. It's going around and trying to talk to people about it. And I, going like, I hate when people assume you've seen... You're, yeah. Like, everyone watches this like show. Like in Family Guy? Yeah. And be like, Haven't what? seen it. First of all, yeah, every situation's like Family Guy because they jump all over the spectrum in shows. Family Guy is the one show that goes, okay, we have no idea <laughs> what we're going to do. 
And they're like, what do we do for a show? Um, how about Peter goes to buy a jug of milk? And they're like, yeah. okay, now how do we stretch that out to a half-hour episode? And they're like, well, um, I saw this funny thing about tires. <laughs> we could just have them be like, hey, remember that one time we got that tire from a liar? Yeah, it rhymes. People think it's funny. <laughs> People will laugh. like, oh, yeah, I want to buy that tire. That's not a tire. Have you seen You're the South liar. Park episode where... It's a bunch of manatees grabbing different idea balls and just like pushing them. Like, that was, like that's where they get that all was their one skits. of the most ingenious. Yeah. That was South really funny. Park's case for why Family Guy sucks is yeah. one of the best arguments I've ever seen for that show. But I, it's just they take something so little because they seem like they're out of ideas. And then stupid Seth MacFarlane gets his dumb face on TV and acts like he's God's gift to comedy. Always thinking he's the funniest guy in the room. And he's like, oh, I'm going to put out movies and people are going to absolutely love him. And I just cannot stand the cockiness of him and that show and believing that they're hilarious. If you want to watch a funny animated show, watch The Simpsons. At least they, even nowadays when it's like gone way too long past the simpsons prime there's still at least one joke an episode that you crack up and go okay that was actually really intelligent if that was you clever if you like family guy you need to watch the simpsons you need to watch like south park shows that actually do a good job with that type of yeah. humor and there's a lot of like intelligence that goes into those shows that people don't realize so people will see something like south park and get offended and just turn it off and be like i don't like that show but you don't realize how intelligent it is and how they're it's a satire some yeah. people just don't understand satire simpsons markets through their writers through people in harvard and all these different like actual intelligent people who take writing while family guy feels like they're just pulling people out of mobsters trunks yeah. and going hey write some jokes it's, it's okay it, we'll put a fart noise behind and it. a lot of times it's the same thing hit or <clears throat> and um i think a lot of what it is is the early early family guy was pretty good First but they seasons. haven't gotten any better and i think a lot of people you know like when you say stop watching family guy i think that's the right way to phrase it yeah because a lot of the early stuff was good but it's just not good anymore yeah why waste your time just knock it off yeah yeah yeah, so, you're embarrassing yourself and others by <laughs> watching that show. So, Two and a Half Men, Family Guy. I'm not done with Family don't Guy. Watch them. Because <laughs> <laughs> another thing they do awfully is because they run out of ideas and they don't have jokes, is they'll put in songs. And Seth MacFarlane came out and said, Oh, yeah, people love our show because of the songs. No, they don't. Your songs are stupid because you don't do anything to the songs. I watched an episode where you literally did that. Uh, song by uh, Brian Adams that Everything I Do, I Do It For You and Stewie singing it. He sang the whole song and did like a music video with no jokes in it, no lyrics changed to make it funny. He just sat and sang a full Brian Adams song. I don't want to listen to Stewie just sing a normal... What is... No! Stop <laughs> it! You're wasting time! You have no show! Just stop it! It's weird. I, I, sorry. It's weird stuff. Weird yeah. stuff that they fill the show with. Let's move on, because I'm, like, feeling physically angry. Let's get to must-see, because I think we're going to have a lot to say about good shows, and it's so much more yes, positive. it is. Um, we're, I'm, we're I'm gonna, positive I'm going to hit... Uh, okay, so I have a lot of... Well, a couple animes that I think are really good. Um, yeah. Just a lot of shows that I think are really good. iZombie, we were talking about that earlier. Just found Incredible out about that show. show. The, the first season is on Netflix. Really, really clever. They do something with zombies that needs to be done has needed to be done and I think I wanted to talk to you about this I think it opens up a really cool world where you could have superhero zombies yeah where zombieism becomes an asset 
as much as it is a deterrent and something that's bad. And if you treat it right and you maintain your humanity, you could use it like, okay, you can't die. You get like super strength when you zombie out. Mm. I think that would be really cool. And then, and then also using the whole detective aspect that they have in the show. You know what it is? It's putting zombies on the same level as vampires. Yeah. Because it, you still have yeah. the normal thought. You're still like a person, but you still have that undead aspect, which remains scary and then and and similar with vampires you have to maintain a steady supply of brain so that you don't go crazy and full full out full zombie, zombie and lose your humanity which i yeah. really like about that too yeah so you have to do horrible things to remain so then you have these person. evil zombies and then you have good zombies and it just makes it so much better check out that show if you haven't seen it it's so good. good uh the people who did veronica mars did it so you know it's good veronica yeah. mars veronica mars is another show, show. that's great so really good, good show uh, give us one. Um, I would say in terms of a great show, um, I hate to say it because I know you don't like it, but uh, the Daredevil series on Netflix. I am a huge fan of it. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I never told um, you I didn't like it. Yeah, you said you weren't that impressed with the Daredevil. I was. Show. I I think it's a little bit overrated. Everyone everyone you okay. talk to is like, oh yeah, Daredevil, and it's like, uh. Well, if you are a Marvel fan and you watch Ben Affleck's Daredevil, then right. this Daredevil that's, show That's the thing. Is is I the think people are creation. super psyched about it because it's so much better than <laughs> the movie was. Yes. And it is much better than the movie. And there is a lot of entertainment, and they did do a good job with yes. Daredevil. And it brings you into a, good, a cool world, and I love the acting choices. Not the acting, but like the, the casting. Yeah. Um, the girl in that is great. I really like her. I feel like she brings this really like sweet, innocent side to it. Mm. And, and then the main character who plays... Charlie Cox. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's really great. Great Matt so, Murdock. And season two is coming yeah. up, so jump on that now and watch it if you haven't, because season two is going to feature the I'm, Punisher, yeah. Elektra. It's going to be a really cool thing, especially for the nerds out there. I'm going to watch it. Even though I, it wasn't like my favorite, I'm going to watch mm. it, because it is good. And it's definitely a breath of fresh air as far as... And these are all, so far, these are all on Netflix. Yes. Another Netflix catch, and something that I can't believe I hadn't seen before, and this is for you anime lovers out there, is a show called uh, uh, Sword Art Online. And this is a really brilliant show. And it's actually, the main characters are like in a get trapped in a virtual video game hmm. but the cool thing is is the storyline is is it has these moments where they're like leveling up and so you get this like weird enjoyableness of like a mmo yeah. but combined with a really well-written anime so it's like oh. and then it makes it more believable believable because when they're doing these crazy fighting things it's like oh yeah well they're in a video game yeah so it's i don't know it's a really good show great love story uh something that you wouldn't expect something to be so intelligent for people who haven't seen a lot of anime. It's really good to watch. So. Yeah, um, I'd say also in terms of am anime, if you haven't checked it out, watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yes. It's something that I kind of avoided. I wasn't a huge anime fan, um, but I just had too many people going, watch it, watch it, watch it, and then someone gave me uh, book one to watch. And that has some of the best character development oh, I've seen and it's just really intriguing, great story, great progression through the episodes. It never stalls. So you might get people saying, "Hey, watch, we're, um, like um, Dragon Ball Z. You got to see this." And there's things about that show that are good, but also things about it that really really suck. good story points. But ninety percent of it is people it's just screaming whoa, on fire. Whoa. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit too much of that. But something like 
<laughs> the, la- the Last Airbender, Avatar The Last Airbender, that show, like, you will hear people tell you, hey, go watch this, it's really good. It is really good. Yeah. Everything they tell you is right if it's positive. It's an amazing show. There... There have been parts in that series where I was so excited. I was, like, clapping and laughing and jumping, like, watching it. Like, yeah, get them! Because it's just really well made. It sucks you in, and the storyline is really well done. The voice acting is incredible. The animation totally fits the tone of the show. It's really good. Yeah. And I'd say... Glad you um, brought that one up. And I, and I would say that there's also some that you should rewatch now that they're available on Netflix. Because a lot of shows, I think, That's fall victim idea. to... Um, the the week separation or the two week separation between episodes and you kind of like lose where you were um, and I think a big show to rewatch now that it's on these streaming programs uh, is Lost because uh, it's much better to binge watch absolutely yeah. I I had I didn't watch it on TV um, but I did watch it through uh, Netflix when it was on there uh, it might still be on there. Um, but it makes so much so much more sense doing it that way. I cannot fathom anyone trying to watch it when it was new episodes on TV with like a week in between or they two just weeks get in too between. confusing because they leave so much no time. Way to follow. They bring up a question and it's so long before they answer it that you almost have to binge watch it to yeah. get like the payoff. Um, so if that's a show you're yeah. into, and then we're just like, I have no idea where this is going. It may be worth taking another look. For me, there's a lot of shows that you just are must-see TV shows that there's so many of them that it's hard to keep up. Yeah. Uh, Cheers, Seinfeld, Scrubs, um, uh, The Office. If you haven't seen those shows, they're worth seeing and taking your time to sit down and watch them. Those are shows that take a long time to watch, but all of them are worth For the, time. the love of all that is holy, watch Frasier. Oh, Frasier, which is Frasier actually a Cheers spell. Su- yeah, which is such a great, great show. It is hilarious, extremely well-written, um, takes place in Seattle just like iZombie which was yes. cool to see iZombie that is in Seattle because that's near here you know? go Hawks uh, whoop, but whoop. my but uh, my wife and I we would uh, make puzzles while we watched the show when we were um, yeah it's super Aww. yeah it's, it's so cute guys oh gosh you guys are so in love <laughs> no but a uh, great show great one to watch hilarious through Frasier there's a lot we know a lot more good shows than bad because we don't watch bad shows we don't waste our time yeah with that. it's hard coming up with ones but yeah. there's ones that just make you so angry like Family Guy don't watch it yeah. alright um, <laughs> we're going to move into Irrelevant, um, right? our next segment no, actually uh, we'll do that one after our oh. commercial break movie walkout movie so has there ever been a movie either in theater uh, it has to be in theater, theater in my opinion yeah that you it were could, like, if you were playing it at home and you were just like, "This sucks," and turned it and off, and you just walk out of your house. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that counts I'm moving. too. That counts too. I'm not gonna finish this movie. I'm moving. Um, <laughs> this is the sort of thing where it's actually so bad or just almost offensive how bad it is that you actually walk out of the theater. You paid like ten dollars yeah. to see this, or movie. or at least contemplate. And worse, and di- yeah, either really almost walked out or thought about walking out because it was so bad. I personally have never walked out of a movie, but there's one or two that I was so close. I walked out of one movie. Um, I went to it with a friend, and we talked about walking out about halfway through, and we were like, oh, maybe we'll let's keep watching it. And then by the end, we were like, we thought it was going to get funny, but it didn't. So we did walk out before it was totally Which movie over. Was this? That was Bruno. Okay. Uh, Bruno, man, it came on the coattails of Borat, which... 
was Borat was just such a different idea that it had a lot of popularity. Yeah. And Sacha Baron Cohen is a really funny guy. So no matter what you say about his sense of humor, there are funny moments. Um, but Bruno, man, it's just hard to watch. Uh, a lot of unnecessary nudity and some of the humor is just uh, like... I think I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to say, "Hey, let's understand gay people and not hate on them." And that's a really popular, especially today, that's a really popular idea. But I don't think he went about it the right way. So even now where that like people would be a huge fan of that idea mm. in today's culture, it still doesn't quite stand up. It's still just it he didn't do it quite right. It's almost mm. offensive still cuz he he the way he plays this gay designer is just as offensive as the people he's making fun yeah. of. So it's just it's- it's kind of like going too far trying to be funny and it's not funny. Yeah. Like you you're kind of out of ideas and you're like, I know if I take it really far it'll be so shocking people will like it. Kind of like a TV show I said not to watch. There's uh, nothing quite like something that's trying to be funny that's not funny that really just is annoying to watch. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's different than like, oh, that's really gruesome or, oh, that's really violent. I don't like watching that. It's it's like, oh, this is just so not funny. Stop trying so yeah. hard. So what was one for you? Uh, for me, it was Hostel. Now, a lot of people, when I first brought this up to you, you were like, oh, because it was just so bloody and gory? And I was like, no, because it wasn't bloody and gory enough. That's so funny. That movie was being pitched so hard as being just like, oh, this gruesome, oh, movie, oh, everyone's just throwing up. But um, unimpressed, completely. I'm watching it, and I'm like halfway through the movie, and I'm like, this has basically been an adult film. Like... That's okay if that's what I came in for, and there was like creepy guys in trench coats, and there was like six people there with a bunch of empty seats, and <laughs> panting in the corners of the theater. Yeah, there's like mostly empty seats and just four guys in every corner, just <laughs> big, big sunglasses, just like not I'm making. I'm so eye glad I didn't grow up during the time where you had to go to theater to watch a board movie. <laughs> like that was uh, that. Oh man, that, Chris's, just the idea of that is so creepy. Chris's number one benefit of technology is avoiding awkward. Eye contact with no, I just don't like the, even the, the idea doors. of it. Even the idea of just <laughs> like I think there's a proper shame okay. that that comes with watching pornography. I think you should feel bad, and you shouldn't be out in a theater like, look at me, I'm proud. No, no one's Keep proud. Keep it in house, no yeah. public settings. <laughs> you should. Um, Oh man! Hostile uh, to to porno pornographic well, without with, half, like nothing happens. Story line, yeah. You're just like what. Just something happened. Like, that's fine if they're getting it on on a bed, totally stoned out of their mind. Whatever. Just have someone, like, hit him in the head with a hatchet. Like, right. something bad, needs to bad, happen. Uh, bad filmmaking, I think, is something like that, where it's just like you're lazy. Yeah. And you're like, I don't really know what to do with this part of the movie, so we're going to have naked people. Yeah. Because everyone wants to see that. And then when it gets to the stuff, they cut away through the majority of it. Like, they're taking the drill to the guy's leg, and it shows, like, a close-up. And you don't really get to see, like, someone... Until, like, the very end, you see them, like, cut off a finger and then cut off some fingers with the chainsaw. Uh, there's the eyeball thing, which was the one scene that was like, whoa, okay, yeah, that's kind of neat. But um, the rest of it was just blood. Like, you're supposed to be this crazy, scary, gory movie. And I know this is making me sound like a psychopath, <laughs> but you got to live up to that. People and- won't understand that if they haven't seen movies like... The original slashers that were really good, or, or stuff like Dead Alive, like the bloodiest movies that we're talking about. Yeah. When you do good 
graphic gore that's pr- practical effects and, and it's just fun to watch like fake arms fall off and blood squirt out like yeah. if that's done well it's not disturbing and uncomfortable it's really fun to watch yeah and even if you make it realistic and disturbing and uncomfortable especially with the things that we have today to be able to do that it's very possible to do that but to not show it and market it as such is ridiculous yeah yeah. Um, so that was just very insulting to me that I had to sit through a bunch of guys hitting on women in Amsterdam and then it gets to the part that I went to see the movie for and it's just not there. I watched uh, with my family, I think it was during holiday time, we had um, extra fi- like relatives over and we went to see... Uh... Flicka. No. <laughs> you know how much I no. hate that. No, we went to see uh, Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm. And uh, I, if I hadn't been seeing it with my family, I would have walked out of the theater. And I actually thought about walking out and just standing outside and waiting. Like, that's how much I just was bothered by it. It wasn't like, man, there's nothing entertaining about this, or man, mm. it's just gross. or It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't like I was offended by the movie. It just, I was offended because it, it was such a piss-poor attempt at making another Indiana Jones. And they were, I can see how they were like, oh yeah, this is how Indiana Jones is. There were elements of Indiana Jones that they tried to bring in that were good, but they just didn't do it right. Like they did crazy stuff in the original Indiana Jones, like flying off of a, a, out of a, don't they like drop out of a helicopter on a raft and then land in a river and then they like fall out of that river. No, they, I think they, no, they go off of a cliff and crystal skull land in a tree and then but, the that's in a truck i'm talking yeah. in in one of the good indiana jones oh. they actually like drop out of an airplane i think in a raft and then they mm-hmm. land it and, and then it, that goes off like a waterfall and that's ridiculous but it was good yeah and that's what i'm saying like they tried to do more of that but having indiana jones blow up in a fridge in an actual atomic bomb and be just fine is is it's taking it too far and making it stupid and ridiculous and having shia labeouf swing with monkeys on vines i'm with you there is just silly and and nonsense and i could have i could have taken like i think they they brought it too early after indiana jones blew up in a fridge i was at my limit of silliness i could have (laughs) had that and been okay but then it they had ants stacking up and like crushing and just splatting that was a little bit ridiculous and and yeah it just got you know swinging on vines and and then it was all about the aliens and i didn't like how alien it was i always i i I like how this arc this archaeology kind of guy is almost a superhero because he's such a good archaeologist and i wish it would have stayed a little bit more this is things that you'll actually see on earth this is things like I don't think we're ever going to find, you know... You know, see things that you'd actually see on Earth, like the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Um, But, see, that's my one thing. I'm not here to, like, vouch for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but I think a lot of the hate towards that movie is misaligned. Indiana Jones was originally made like the B-movie drive-in action-adventure movies, and so you have things like the Ark of the Covenant and all that. I think the only... Face melting. Yeah, I feel like the only reason people should have an issue with aliens is because they have, like, the Ark of the Covenant and all of these kind of the Holy Grail, all of these kind of religious aspects, and then they have aliens. I'd see that argument. Yeah. Right? Um, But otherwise, aliens, what's more B-movie than aliens? Nothing. That's what the original intention of the movie was. 
and blowing up in the fridge, that's classic B-movie action hero getting in some ridiculous situation and coming right. out just like, But hey, we've talked about cat. this. When you do silly things like that, it needs to be practical. And there yes. wasn't, this wasn't done practically. No. And that, there was that, way too much CGI in the movie that takes away the charm that the originals right. had. That, there's no charm in silly effects if it's not done practically. Yeah. And, and effects need to be like, oh, this is important to the story and there's no other way to do it. That's why we bring a computer yeah. involved. That's not like... Oh, you know, we're gonna add this thing just to do it, yeah. like, which is what that really feels like. He didn't need to blow up in a fridge. He didn't need to like atomic bomb. Like that doesn't really actually, when you think about it, that is not a central part of the movie at all. You no. can take it was that just a entirely fun scene to put the hero the in. A... Yeah. So if you did it practically, it would have been that fun thing. Like oh, I'm glad they did that because that was fun to watch. Yeah. Whereas the way it is now is like. That was ridiculous. And that's all I can think is what a ridiculous thing. And that's where I'm okay with people hating the movie. But I will argue, are you hating it for the right reasons? Right. <laughs> well, because what I was saying to you not too long ago is that I rewatched that and I understood uh, why it was popular. I understood. You know, I was like, okay, mm. I see why it's good. But uh, I think that's enough. All right. So we're going to head over to an ad here and then uh, we'll be right back. For the tour sponsors. Okay, you guys, it is my absolute pleasure to tell you about a product called GrayAway. Well, it's not really a product so much as a service. And the way it works is everyone, you know, as we get older, we start getting some gray hairs. When that's noticeable, you know, it comes too early. And a lot of times you're not ready to be a gray-haired person. You don't see yourself as that old, deserving of the gray hairs, so you want to get rid of it. Well, have we got an option for you. For animal lovers out there, you notice you don't really see a lot of animals with gray fur. So we have found a new technology, well, GrayAway has, where you can actually graft that animal hair onto your head or even onto your chin if you don't like having a gray beard. And you get this really thick, lush, colorful, and sometimes, I mean, you can get spots. You don't even have to dye it. You can have spots in your hair. Isn't that great? My goodness, animals are cool. And they, uh, this is all, we're not harming animals. They are, you know, they grow back their fur and they're just dedicating to it to us. And I'm pretty sure I've been there to the facilities and the animals seem happy to give their fur away. And uh, man, they can really just plug it into your head. So that's great. Uh, if you don't want to, if you're still worried about the whole animal cruelty thing and you want some animal free gray away, man, uh, they will come to your house and cut all the gray hair out. And oh my goodness, it's just natural, you know, back the way the Native Americans used to do it. If they had gray hair, they just snip, 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 gone. We don't need any of this special technology. Just cut out the gray hair. Masterful gray cutters. In fact, even if you're the kind of person who only has a few gray hairs, they will find those hairs and pull them out. So uh, check it out. If you're starting to get on the older side of your years and you're not happy with the way your hair looks and you don't want to waste your time dyeing it just for it to go back to gray again, gray away. Check it out. I feel like this would be good to ride a bicycle to on a sunny day. Yeah, good of... bicycle music. Yeah. <laughs> Eat ice cream with a kid. With, like... with a puppy in the basket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And doing the Eat thing with no hands. Ice cream cone, <laughs> ice cream cone, riding a bike. 
puppy in the basket and you're sharing the ice cream cone with, with the, the puppy. puppy. Yeah. And it like puts its nose in it and then you're all like. <laughs> or I can also see a dog playing in snow, getting snow all over its face. Like... <laughs> yeah, totally. It's the perfect music for that. And yet we're going about to get so angry. I know, we are about to get real angry. Uh, right. This is an idea that Corey had that I think is really great. We're, we're going to break away from entertainment in general and just kind of take some time to complain about really dumb things. Uh, and and yes. that's why it's called irrelevant, because it's not relevant to entertainment, and but it's venting. a vent. We're venting. Yes. And if, if you're going to make a show, sometimes you just need a platform to complain about stupid things. Yes. So we're going to take a small amount of time to do that. Yeah. And I think you should start, because uh, your passion Okay, is, yeah. I called my, you and news. just started going off. Um, <laughs> um, so, Red Baron, take notice. What? Why did you take one of my favorite things in the world, Red Baron, and make it totally impossible for me to use with your French bread pepperoni pizzas? Look here, you idiots. You have, on the instruction side, before I used to be like, oh, I gotta go to work, I need something quick for lunch, something I can microwave. So, oh, Red Baron French bread pizzas. Dang, these are delicious. We're not doing an ad for you anymore, even if you asked and paid us, because you changed it. I can't just simply take something and put it in a microwave, cook it, and then eat it. Because they have the microwave directions and the oven directions. The oven takes a crazy amount of time in microwaves for when you're on the go. Which and, is great. And you can't necessarily use an oven while you're at work. Yeah. No, I can't be like, okay, 30 minutes, I'll pre-plan my two French bread pizzas. Preheat this work oven. <laughs> so that I have in next four hours when I'm on break, I can come cook my... Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> um... But now, Red Baron, on your instructions, you have oven directions and then microwave slash oven directions. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take the, the Red Baron French bread pizza, put it in the microwave for a certain amount of minutes, and then take it over to your preheated oven and then cook it the rest of the way for a certain amount of minutes to finish the cooking process. And then you got to wait and you got to eat it because it comes out of the oven piping hot. Why, why would you take something that is a frozen food for people to enjoy for lunch and not even do complete microwave instructions? Why did you change that? It's ridiculous. You put the stupid paper, that silver, it's not even really like any sort of metal or foil to help cook something. Coffee's done. Oh, yes. um, and then you make it to where we cook it for a certain amount of time and then oven. The whole reason there's microwave directions is so you don't have to do the oven. Why? Why would you combine that? It's the dumbest thing I have ever seen, and I hope you all lose your jobs, and then you will have to come to me at my job and be like, oh, hey, I'd like a job. And I'm like, oh, cool, what's your past work experience? And they'd be like, oh, Red Baron. And I'm like, oh, cool, what'd you do at Red Baron? And they're like, well, we came up with the... Microwave slash oven. Microwave slash oven. And I'd be like, oh, fantastic. I'm calling the police. Get off the property. I'm going to have you arrested for trespassing because you are not of same body and mind to come around here with all these other civilians before you start doing some damage with your awful ideas. If there was a zombie apocalypse, you would not be on my team because How you make many, bad personal choices. How many times did you bring a Red Bear and French bread pizza to work and not be able to use it? Just once? One time. But it was that one time and, and, and oh, it was a very and, strong and, and disappointment. This, and this was a while ago. Wow. So this was a while ago that I did it, and I was like, I can't even eat these here. And I brought it home, and I don't even think I ate them at home, because I was like, this is just way too much 
effort work. for a French bread pizza. I'm not doing that. You could probably make one from scratch easier than you yeah. can make. <laughs> and then a couple months went by, totally forgot that that was a thing, and was having a hard time figuring out what to take for lunch. Came across it again, and I was like, ah, oh, freaking Red Baron French bread pizzas. I love those. And I'm looking at it, and then it has the microwave slash oven, and I'm like, mother yeah. bleeper. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then I called you. So it was, oh, so you got reminded of this I thing. got reminded. Yeah, I was that angry. That makes sense, yeah. And, and then, then you buried got, it you, deep you, inside. And then you forgot and got excited again and then let down again. They let me down oh, twice man. with these stupid instructions. Okay, How so, dare <laughs> you? This is where mine comes from. Uh, I have to get up early, not often, because I work online and I don't have a very, like, my online schedule isn't like you have to be up at 6 a.m. or anything like that. So I don't go... I don't often go to fast food early enough to warrant a breakfast menu. However, whenever I do and it's breakfast instead of lunch, I'm just a savory kind of guy. I never really liked breakfast menus to begin with, especially the McDonald's breakfast. But I was excited because they were like, hey, breakfast all day. And I was like, finally, McDonald's is getting with the program and serving both lunch and breakfast at any time during the day. Then later on, before church, I showed up at McDonald's and I was like, oh, it's breakfast all day. Maybe I'll be able to get some lunch. And I was like, hey, I would like the lunch. And they're like, we don't serve lunch. It's not lunchtime. And I was like, if you can do breakfast all day, why can't you do lunch all day? That's so stupid. And I really wanted to yell at the person, but I know it's not their fault. They're just being a good person doing their job. But I was like, man, the lunch is so much better. The only good thing about the breakfast menu, and it's not even a good breakfast menu. Most places have a better breakfast menu than McDonald's. The only good thing about it is that it's really affordable. It's really, really cheap. Really cheap. And it's cheap because it's crap. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's like, I don't care that it's not good. I want it anyways. Um, but, man, just if you're going to be inconvenient to your workers and make them have to have ovens at different temperatures in order to serve breakfast all day, why don't you go ahead and serve what everyone wants all day, lunch? Because, I mean, lunch is also dinner, and I don't understand this whole eat different foods for breakfast. It's not like when I wake up in the morning, I have a different taste. It's like, you know what? It's Since it's early point. in the morning, I don't want a burger. I want some eggs. No one ever said that. <laughs> now, like, if you want to, like, have eggs and bacon, put that on a normal burger, and that would be fantastic. It That's would be great point. to have eggs and bacon on a burger. That would be amazing. Just eggs and bacon isn't quite enough to really satisfy, especially in the morning being the most important meal of the day. You can, That's one of the meals that you can really pack a lot of calories into. Mm. Um, but they don't do that. It's always small, tiny little things, and you're supposed to eat that and feel satisfied. Like, it's just not hitting it. I don't get it at McDonald's. I'm not happy. I, I was actually a, a McDonald's breakfast fan. I do like McDonald's breakfast, and when they were doing all-day breakfast, I didn't think, like, oh, I'll be able to get lunch early. That never crossed my mind. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, holy crap, I can get breakfast any time, and I was so excited. And I remember going up there, and I was like, oh, yeah, can I get a sausage biscuit? And they're like, we don't have biscuits. We only have select breakfast items. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> this classic McDonald's crap. Yeah. Like, classic like, McDonald's reach around. Just, oh, no, yeah, we're going to do it all day, but really we're going <laughs> to... No sausage biscuits. Yeah, they have, like... They're like, oh, yeah, we don't have biscuits. You can get only a sausage select McMuffin. items. What is that I, crap? Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. You can do biscuits and eggs and, like... McMuffins and all that kind of stuff, but then someone's like, "Oh, should we do biscuits?" And I'm like, "No, too hard." No. What no. is it we about don't a biscuit that you can't biscuits. serve it all day? We can't defrost the biscuits in the afternoon. It's impossible. <laughs> you guys don't know how biscuits work, but it's ridiculous. It's like they don't advertise it as like, "Hey, get 
an Egg McMuffin and a Sausage McMuffin and pancakes all the time throughout the day. No, they say all day breakfast, right. which should include the whole breakfast menu. Yeah. That's like if you're living with someone who's who you're really attracted to and they're like, hey, guess what? From now on, I'm walking around naked all day. And then you're like, hey, sweet, that's fantastic, right? And then they walk around just like in their underwear or like a really long tank top. And you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I thought you were gonna walk around naked. And they're like, well, yeah, I like am, but I'm still just gonna wear this part. That's the exact same thing as a McDonald's breakfast menu. Exactly It's the same. equally compared. No difference. It is, <laughs> there is no difference whatsoever. So, they get you excited, and, and that's, I think that's the common theme with these irrelevance. Yeah. You get excited about something, and then they pull it out from under you. Yeah. They're like, it's yeah. like a poison apple. You know, you're Snow White sitting there like, oh, delicious apple. I love apples. And you take a bite, and it kills you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I wouldn't have been upset if I never got excited. Yeah. But you got me excited and then upset me all the more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you should never, Indian givers, to use a very racist term, you should never give something and then take it away. You know, hey, free apples with the purchase of a $3,000 TV. Like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like, what, why? Unless they're Honeycrisp apples. Those things are good. <laughs> I'd buy a $3,000 really TV for that. Well, I'd probably want it. a $3,000 TV. It's not right. like I'm looking for a $300 TV and I'm like, gotta get them apples. <laughs> this is so, this is <laughs> so just, irrelevant. <laughs> we should... <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm throwing down that extra few thousand dollars just so I can get those apples and be like, what? Apples? These are red delicious, not honey crisp. I wanted golden feet. I, I was thinking it'd be honey crisp. Dude, any time you can put golden in, in like the sales pitch of an item, I think it's a smart thing. Absolutely. I, ever I was all product. about golden showers. Golden showers. <laughs> <laughs> the word yeah. golden should be in it. Until, whoever, whoever named golden tape was until brilliant. Like, yeah. I was in the room and they were like, all right, here comes your golden shower. And they explained it to me. I was like, whoa. I was change, so excited. You no, should not change so the name of this. It's not really gold. It's like, you know, yellow. Amber, Depending on your diet. Amber yellow. Um, <laughs> uh, amber fields of grain. So we're going to move over to our next segment. Which is oh, over yes. under. Gotta get my notes. I need a moment to calm down. Over uh, under. These are actors. Um, we're gonna name actors. We both picked six actors, and we're gonna pick whether they're overrated or underrated. Yep. Um, uh, now, don't be offended if you really like someone and we say they're overrated. We probably think they're overrated because you really like them. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is these are people who. It's not that they're bad. If someone's overrated, it doesn't mean they're a bad actor. Yes. It means that they're overrated. Yes. And if someone's underrated, it doesn't mean they're a good actor. It just means they're underrated. So it's, 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 it has to do with general opinion and how much they're getting cast and things and how they're being cast. That's kind of, I think, how, how we understood yeah. it. So, so yeah, it's, it's about their actual like acting ability. So someone who's overrated... Maybe getting too much praise when really they're maybe not as good of an actor. Still a good actor, but not a great actor. And someone who people usually pass off or maybe overlook may be really good actors if you're paying attention to them in the roles that they're in. Vince Vaughn. Overrated or underrated? You know what? I would actually say underrated for Vince Vaughn. Because I think of a movie like Psycho, and he does a really good job. But was not was very popular. That movie didn't not do very, a very well. pop, Not very popular, but yeah. his acting in that is really good. In a it movie is. that's a little more serious, still a comedy, but a little more serious, as Swingers, um, he's, 
he's a better actor in those movies and it works. Now he's just in a lot of dumb comedies and well, the stuff where he, he goes in, off script. Here's the thing. He was in a new season of uh, True oh, Detective. Oh, True Detective. That's right. And he was really good in that. But once again, it just didn't do very well. I think the problem is when he does get cast in a serious role that he deserves, because mm. I think he's underrated as well. I think he's a really good actor. A lot of times that just, there there's something missing and it doesn't do very well. Yeah. Even though he does a good job, but I, I think because of the content where he gets a role that he deserves, a kind of serious role and a big yeah. acting part, where he can really dig mm -hmm. in and show his acting chops, a lot of times those shows don't do as well, so people forget about yeah. the part that he played and how good it was. Yeah, and I think, you know, when he does a lot of these, like, broad comedies that are just kind of, kind of the cookie-cutter comedies, and they're not great but they just kind of fit in the middle somewhere. All the stuff where he goes off script is really good. You can tell it's yeah. totally Vince Vaughn and it's hilarious, but uh, it's the rest of the movie that kind of bog it down. You're like, oh. You he know. is very funny and deserves to be in comedies, but, but I think he's a much better serious actor than yeah. he is a comedian. And that's something that he got started as comedy. And so people think, oh, he's not that good because he's like middle of the lane comedian but he's i think top of the lane actor i think he's really good yeah i think he's got a lot of good stuff in there um sylvester stallone i think sylvester stallone as an actor is underrated uh i think that people think of sylvester stallone in these uh, Let, let's do it let's do a quick game okay tell me what you first think of when i say these things okay okay rambo uh really Amazing acting by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> okay, a general answer. What you think most people would say? Oh, Let's oh, red bandana maybe. Yep, Action. like explosions. Yeah, like shooting all that kind a of gun. Stuff. Yep, Rocky. Uh, boxing and uh, sideways mouth. <laughs> yep, montages. Yes. all that kind of stuff. Montage. Um, like you got movies like Expendables and all that where things are just blowing up. But. He's gotten pigeonholed as an action star. But when you go back to his original... What made Rambo so good was the acting. What made uh, Rocky so good was the acting. It's a really good action movie. Really good action. Really good story. But it wouldn't be so good if you didn't believe that Sylvester Stallone was this troubled, broken man. And that's why you love Rambo. That's why you love especially Rocky. Mm. Because you believe that he's just this flawed person who's trying to deal with how stupid he's become by being punched in the face so yeah. much or how crazy he's become because of PTSD yeah. in the case of Rambo. It's it's good acting and it's totally believable. And because you care about that character, that's what makes all that action meaningful. Yeah. When you think of Rocky and if you've seen all the movies, you go back and think about him, you think of like... Rocky, you think of like, oh, America and fighting the Russian and oh, all that goofy stuff. Maybe you think of like the weird robot in Rocky IV. But... You don't think of like, oh, he had a really hard life. He used to be like a thug that would get money from people, but well, really he had like a heart of gold. He had a crush on a girl in the pet store who was socially awkward, yeah, and then he wound up doing all that. Buying, yeah. Like, he, he's like a broken person who doesn't know what he really wants to do, and when he's given a shot for the title, he turns it down because he doesn't think he's good enough. And then he starts seeing that he's good enough and people believe in him and then he wants to do it to prove to himself that he is something. Also, I think he took, I think he made a lot of deliberate acting choices that people, when they watch those movies and kind of like glance over them, yeah, they think, oh, he's hard to understand and he's so mm -hmm. dumb and it's his, all about his voice is so damage. weird. 
but he made those choices on purpose mm-hmm. to 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 you know to bring across a character who's been punched so many times yeah. that they're having trouble living life yeah. and and grew up on the streets so they're not that educated to begin with i think people don't realize that those are deliberate acting choices and so they think oh this guy is hard to understand and he talks weird and he has a weird looking face no he did that on purpose like he you know uh in 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 rocky he yeah. he's like he's like me and rocky but you know, <laughs> Which is why I like him so much. Yeah, you got that personal. He does have some. It's like he had a stroke or something. Yeah, Um, but Rambo's kind of the same thing with PTSD and all that. First Rambo, very different movie than two and three and four. And he's yeah, but he's a much better actor than he gets credit for. Yes. Uh, um, So underrated, but even though he's gotten to a point now in his career where he just does whatever he wants, he doesn't have to do anything else. uh, uh, Adam Sandler. Oh my, overrated. (laughs) Like. Stop making movies, dude. Just, dude. dude he just made a deal with Netflix. We're done. He's, he's releasing like some more movies. Yeah, and... the Ridiculous Six. The trailer's out for that yeah, now. I, I normally Netflix makes really good decisions on what they fund. Maybe they're getting fooled by the fact that people actually go and see Adam Sandler movies, but he is just not. But yeah, not a lot of the people anymore. that go and see Adam Sandler movies is a majority of the population. There are a lot of people yeah. that still turn out to Adam Sandler movies just because they have this romanticized idea in their head of him on SNL, him and Billy Madison, which if you watch now as an adult is not that funny. But there, he did do a lot of really good stuff. Uh, um, actually, um, Spanish Punch Drunk Love was actually a pretty good acting job by yeah. him. Um, I love... Oh... It just stopped recording because there's a lack of disk space. Recording? Yep. I think I think people remember really good roles that Adam Sandler did in the past, Mm. and um, and expect to see that again. But he's really gone down to hill more recently. Yeah. And uh, I think people have also gotten a little bit tired, like of that silly, silly, funny voices and silly songs that when he first started doing it was really fresh and really new Mm. and really exciting, and now it's just yeah, I've seen that before. But yeah. he did do. I liked his uh, romantic comedies with Drew Barrymore, and I thought yeah, Fifty was, First Dates was a yeah. Good. And I good. thought I thought he was really good in Mr. Deeds and Happy Gilmore mm-hmm. and The Wedding Singer. Some of his older movies are really funny and really great. Yeah. But now he's just not quite hitting the mark, it's and I think he's like overrated. he's trying to relive those movies. Like he keeps bringing in actors that aren't really actors anymore, like yeah. um, David Spade and or uh, um, what's his name? The I guy that he has in name. all of his films. Yeah. The guy who is in. Uh, uh, animal and uh, uh yeah what is his name rob, rob schneider, schneider. Thank, yes, you. thank you um yeah like he brings <laughs> them in for his movies and it's like you know rob schneider's not in movies for a for reason, reason. <laughs> like yep. so, so yeah he has stop. all of his friends and yeah. he's like here i'll help you make money yeah, and it's weird <laughs> it's like um, a charity case i think he used to be underrated especially when he watched movies like mr deeds that have that kind of heart to them and I think people realize, oh, he used to be underrated. And so you kind of want to like him. But then he just everything he's doing recently yeah. is terrible. He it's needs no to, like, take five years off. <laughs> and then have a great comeback. And then just I come back. I would love to see a great comeback from Adam Sandler. Yeah. I think he has it in him. But he needs to get back into good acting and believable characters yeah. uh, to really sell. Insta- and, and get rid of all the stupid one-liner jokes. Mm. So uh, we believe in you, Adam Sandler. We believe that you can be better. We yeah. believe that you but can you're be not, underrated you're, again. You're really not. But you're over right now. Good. You're right so now. over. 
Uh, what's your next? Uh... Okay, mine is uh, Michael Sarah. Okay, uh, I like Michael Sarah. I like everything he's in. However, I think he's overrated because it's the same character all the time, every time. I love his stuff. I love Arrested mm. Development. I love, uh, and I love the movies that he chooses to be in. The Gentleman Broncos is a really interesting movie. Uh, yeah. uh, Youth and Revolt is an amazing movie. He, he's in really good stuff, and I think he has really good choices as an actor. He's like Nicolas Cage. He's, he, but the opposite. Nicolas Cage has terrible choices. He's yeah. in everything. Michael Sarah's in really good movies, yeah. but he's actually not that good of an actor. He just goes out there and says his line. He has this great way of looking young and being awkward mm-hmm. and but it's that character and everything he is michael sarah in rest of development he is michael sarah in juno he is michael mm-hmm. sarah in everything that he's in it's just this oh i'm a funny likable charming guy yeah. who, oh so awkward hey yeah. i'm like a little brother and, and and so i think he's overrated as an actor because he's still getting a lot of roles but i mm-hmm. with that said i do really like him i just think he's overrated as far as his acting skills are concerned this is my thought of michael sarah um, I thought about this one really long and hard because I wanted to say underrated because of, um, I think there's scenes in Arrested Development, especially the last season that they released. Um, that he was one of the best parts of the fourth season. He did, That's a good, he did a, really good and he showed yeah. a lot more emotional range and it was good, but it was still, you know, Michael Sarah. So I started thinking that um, he was overrated, but I've reverted back to underrated for one role in particular, which was in the Wet Hot American Summer TV show, I believe. He plays a lawyer, and it is a completely different flip around from what he normally plays, because he plays like this low down, like dirty lawyer, like doesn't do a lot of business, and he's still kind of like, eh, I don't want to do that, but then he becomes like this awesome, Actually, like, Actually, he's really funny in This Is The lawyer. End as well. And yeah. You're right, there is, he has more recently, if you have seen This Is The End, he's not that lovable character he's like a crackhead dude yeah. it's so funny <laughs> so funny to see him be such an ass in that movie yeah and there's a lot of other movies that i'll be honest i haven't seen him in that look like a turn of character but i just haven't seen them i know he's in a lot of other movies that are worth checking out but thinking of him in the wet hot american summer tv show as that lawyer he can do different types of comedy and he really nailed that role He's one of my favorite things from that show. I really so. appreciate that. I'm glad you, you said I'm that. Going because underrated. I th- maybe he is at a point in his career where he's been typecast and yeah. that's holding him back. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's very interesting. Because that's why I like him in everything he does because that's the character they want him to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. It would be nice to get hit, to see a change of role from him. Yeah. Uh, Michael Pena over or under? Um, I would say under. Same I here. think I think that guy is like I think he's in every movie he's in he's kind of like a foundation for a building you don't ever think about really like what's holding it up That's but he's point. always a great structure piece in every film he's always he's a supporting actor but he is a really strong supporting yes. actor um, I want to I think he has the chops to be a lead oh yeah I think he was one of the greatest parts of Ant-Man uh, and I think most people agree. And I'm really excited because I think he's about to get his due because yeah. of that role. But Michael, he's very funny. He's very he's got that charming, likable type of ability, um, and that's really important in in leading actors to mm. just be likable. Yeah. Uh, but I like think, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks is very likable. And charming, I think Tom Hanks is strictly famous because people just really like him on the he, screen. Uh, the, I read it online. He's the most trusted person in America. 
Yeah. I think that's so funny. But it's so true. Like, I think of Tom Hanks, and I'm like, yeah. I would let him watch my child while I wouldn't... You know, like, uh, which is ridiculous. I don't know him at all, but I, I feel like I would leave him with a child of mine. You know what's funny, is though? Is that, that he's kind of the same person. character every time. He's yeah. just like your dad, like, on a movie that yeah. you can totally relate to and be like, oh, hey, awesome, you're here. That's the, that's the thing is, he, but he really does show a lot of range. It's just he has, okay, so I think part of acting is some people try to remake themselves. Mm. Something that uh, other actors do is they realize, okay, what would I act like in this situation? You know, how would I act? And that's what makes his roles so believable. Is like, yeah, it's always Tom Hanks, but it's really Tom Hanks. He's not acting. This is who he is in that situation. Yeah, okay, so and I'm, he does I'm crossing off bit. one of mine, and we're just putting Tom Hanks there, because we just basically had a discussion about Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you were talking about Michael like Sinfeng, yeah. Virginia. Michael Pena, uh, underrated. Uh, Tom Hanks, perfectly rated. He is the most trusted man in America. Yeah, I think I think it's like he's not. Uh, oh, he's not. I mean, overrated. he's a good actor, but he's not like a great actor. But he's good in that. Like, you just really like Tom Hanks. Who do, everyone likes him. You don't like Tom Hanks? No, no. I I just think Corey is off about him not being a good actor. That he's oh. likable. No, I think he's a good actor. I don't I think, think he's the great. Only Like those lighthearted ones, like Big and that one with the dog. What is that movie called? Oh, it's, oh. Turner and Hooch. I don't Turner think I'm basing Hooch. my impression. Oh my gosh, I hope not. Turner, Turner and Hooch is like. But I mean, have you seen movies like? I mean, maybe Forrest Gump is an exception to that because I know you've seen that. But like Philadelphia. Yeah. And yep. like those really. Yeah, that's he's good. Actually, good. really good in casting. See, he's he is like he is an amazing actor. When I was growing up, I would always think of he's Tom natural. Hanks as the quintessential like movie star because yeah. he was. But also, he's one of the people who I feel like George Clooney was a really good actor, but he's gotten kind of smug, and I feel like Tom Hanks hasn't not let the smug affect him quite as much. Here, here's how how I will explain Tom <laughs> so Hanks. So funny that our over Tom, totally got derailed Tom, by Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> It's just incredibly natural. So when you watch him in a movie, you're not like, oh, wow, he's a good actor. You're just kind of like, wow, Tom Hanks is really on an island. That was totally Krista, by the way. I'm excited that she's... Yeah. Uh, she had to jump in and call me out. Yeah. I help yeah, what's your next... We should, we should move on Tom Hanks. Right. I know. Dude, um, everyone has an opinion on Tom Hanks. Everyone feels passionate. Okay, go to yours because Tom Hanks took place in my next one. Okay, uh, Jaden Smith. I, this was pretty easy, but I just want to talk about it. Totally overrated, yeah. man. Just Will Smith's kids are trying to take over Hollywood, and we need to stop the plague of Smiths. Unfortunately, because I really like Will Smith, his kids don't have the Will Smithian. They are not as yeah. good as their parents. They don't. They aren't talented like their parents are. Jaden Smith, he tried having this weird in that Bieber song for has caused, caused him to be really weird. I think there was a lot of hope for him because he was pretty good in um, uh, the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's just because he didn't really act. He was just, he was so young that all he had to do yeah, was. They be didn't tell on him the they screen. were filming. Yeah. He was just like, "All right, Dad, I'll call you this name. That's weird." Yeah. <laughs> and now that they have had, like, he was in um... After Earth. Yes. Thank you. My goodness. After Earth, he was where he's actually trying to act. Now that he's trying to act, he's overacting and smoking. Yeah. yeah. He's overrated. Um, Sam Rockwell. I, I, I like Sam Rockwell. I think he's uh, underrated. But I don't know him as well. And that's 
evidence that he's underrated. Yeah. Because someone says Sam Rockwell, and I, I had to look him up to see, like, to look at his face and be like, yeah, I really like him. Yeah. But no one's talking about him. Uh, he's another person, kind of like Michael Pena, who's had a lot of supporting roles, mm -hmm. and he's good in all of them, but he hasn't quite had his break yet. He does have a starring role in the movie Moon. Um, if you were listening, go watch that movie as soon as possible. Um, it's about so someone funny. on the moon, uh, played by Sam Rockwell, and really it's like the voice of a computer in him, and then something happens, but he's really the only person in the movie, and it is one of the best acted movies I've seen. I adore it. Uh, extremely underrated. Even in the other roles that he's in, he does a really incredible job. Even in comedic roles, Gentleman Broncos is one of those really awkward comedies made by the makers of Napoleon Dynamite. Watch him in it because he plays the same character two different ways as people are telling the story in two different ways. That's great. And it is one of the funniest uh, characters. On, it's fantastic. Uh, and he's coming out in a new movie called uh, Don, uh, Don Verdeen or I believe so, Don Verdeen, and it's by the people who made that. He's also with Jermaine Clement. Uh, trailer's oh, out now, so check Jermaine it out. Clement. Yeah, Nice. Uh, actually, you talked about playing the same character in different ways. That reminds me of an X-Files episode where both uh, Mulder and Scully tell this story, and so there, you get two they sides in the story, and everyone too. acts like basically yep. two. But uh, the reason, that's just a must-see TV that I didn't uh, mention earlier. But mm. Sam Rockwell, we both think he's underrated. Yes. Uh, Will Ferrell over or under. This is a tough one, I think. This is a tough one. It depends on how you look at him, I think. I think he's underrated as an actor. I mean, you see him in Stranger Than Fiction and all of his little more. We didn't talk about this before, roles. but that's my exact opinion. Oh my goodness. Um, but, you know, also if you just think of the comedies that he's in, yeah, he does a lot of these screwball comedies, but he's basically the inventor of an entire new style of comedy. Of satirical, uh, or not satirical, uh, um, but uh, just sarcastic. Sarc he does sarcastic humor really, really well. Yes, and like, improv. Like, yeah, he's really I mean, good there are a lot of movies that are strictly improv, like uh, Best in Show and all those uh, Christopher Guest movies, but Will Ferrell like, took it to a whole other random improv level. You talked about how Tom Hanks is really natural. Yeah. Will Ferrell is that with comedy. You can tell mm. that he is just a funny person. Yeah. And that comes through. He, he doesn't it. get caught up in trying to act. It comes through that he's just funny. Yeah. However... Stranger Than Fiction is a really good movie, and it shows that Tom, that uh, Will Ferrell really does, he can act, and he's really good in that. Mm. Um, he's done other serious roles that didn't quite turn out. Uh, I think it's called Everything Must Go. Oh. It's a, a movie where he basically lives in his yard for a while because his... I don't know. It's a good movie, yeah. though. He, he is a really good actor, and uh, I think it would be nice to see him in more serious roles. I agree. Uh, it's you. Um... Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, this is interesting because I know that it's called over and or under. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think if anything, he'd probably err on the side of underrated, but I feel like he's been getting his due lately. He was in The Walk and he was the lead in The Walk. I feel like yep. he's been actually leading box office movies. So I would say that I think he is properly rated right now. Yeah? I, I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's getting the attention he deserves. He is getting a lot more attention. He's getting bigger roles like um, The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Uh, he was in there. He's got the lead role in The, in the Walk. and um, He is getting a lot more attention, but I still think he is at a level where people 
aren't quite going like, oh, he's in it. I gotta see it. Right. That's a good point. Have yeah. you seen Fifty Fifty? He's incredible in that. He's really. That's a really good movie. I think uh, one of the. I think Inception, a lot of times when they do can, really cancer. Yes, he is. A lot of times when they do cancer movies, they don't do it right. It's all just like sad and oh, you know. And and that was something that was really good about me, Earl and the Dying Girl. And something that's really good about Fifty Fifty is. When you realize you have cancer, you don't change into a different person and become mopey and sad. And something that they did really well, especially that he acted really, oh my gosh, there's some really strong moments, some strong emotions in 50-50, and he played it out really well. He's really good in that. He is a very accomplished, very capable actor. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say he's properly rated is because I think we're about to see a boom yeah. in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, and so I love it that he's going to be in <laughs> was that on purpose yeah i love it, love okay, it. Yeah, i was trying good. it didn't quite it no so I, I i liked it it was good it All was right. very immature go ahead <laughs> what's your I, last man, i'm surprised by how much we uh agree i wasn't sure what you were going to say about will ferrell and you said exactly what i think okay good uh, vin diesel uh, uh over under overrated i i have him down as over as well uh completely overrated I, I think... Underrated as a voice actor, believe it or not, but yes. overrated as an actor. Yes. I mean, Iron Giant, which was a huge mind-blowing yeah. experience the voice of Iron Giant. Yep. Iron uh, Giant, he's also really good as Groot. Like, oh, yeah. Those seem like simple roles, but he puts so No, much he work. recorded yeah. I Am Groot like over a thousand times. And he did it differently and yeah. kept it fresh. He kept it all with different inflections. Um, but I feel like Vin Diesel should just dress like Riddick and just be him. <laughs> because that's really the only role that I've watched and been like, oh, you really I really like, like Vin Diesel. I... But not in the Riddick movies, strictly pitch black. He's not a character to focus on. He's a character to have as a side piece. And like, that's, really enjoy. That's the thing. I feel like... Uh... The I, I do like I, I do like Vin Diesel. I think he does have some heart. Like honestly, Pacifier I think is a underrated movie, and I think he actually did give. I think of all the movies he's been in, but I feel like with that movie, you really say, see the best that he has to offer. Yeah, and I think he was kind of interesting in um, in the Fast and Furious franchise, but. The Rock is kind of almost taken over. People yeah. are really... He gave that franchise a shot in the arm that it really needed. And I feel like Vin Diesel, as an actor on on screen, is just more limited than people really realize. Because he's. I think he's fun to watch, but he's not a very capable... I don't think you can put a movie on his shoulders and go, there you go, this is going to be a great movie. Uh, it's good. It, it's... It, well, it... it yeah, it's he needs gonna, a lot more support. Put he needs Michael a supporting cast. There, yeah, and then you got a good movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my last one would be Ben Foster, who is in a lot of small roles in different movies and supporting roles, but another actor that I think is just underrated, incredible, and completely underrated. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is it's a small part, but in Thirty Days of Night, he plays the guy that gets initially locked up, and he's got like the crazy teeth, and he's all scraggly, and he talks in a weird voice. But it's such a creepy and scary character. Being an extreme character like that is really difficult. Yeah, uh, and that's why people get excited about who's going to play Joker because he's like the quintessential. Mm. Uh, but it is actually really hard to be a crazy, unbelievable character, mm. and people who can do that, it shows. To be able to do it just right, where you're crazy enough to make it really interesting, but not so crazy that it's not believable. Yeah. He also and did a great job in the movie Hostage with Bruce Willis. Nice. He was a yeah. great villain in that. Which was a really great movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of at the fizzling 
kind of... Uh, I mean, he did Looper, but I just feel like uh, Bruce Willis has been not really showing up lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, that hostage was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he was also in 310 to Yuma. He was in The nice. Punisher with Thomas Jane. He was the uh, computer kid with all the piercings. He's a good guy. Kid. But yeah, really good. Good, a- good actor. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, that's all I have. And... Uh, yeah, but that was interesting. Yeah, I, I th- uh, the only one we actually disagreed on was Michael Sarah, and I'm glad that we did because yeah. I like I, I think it would definitely be nice to see some more yeah uh, deeper roles and you have potential. Yeah, he might be typecast, and I didn't think about that before. Yeah. So, all, all right. right, well we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're from our sponsors, right? All right, uh, this is a real sponsor. Yeah, this one's act- not to be confused with our other real sponsors. Yeah, this one is fully legit uh, because we have the domain name um, www.filmnark.com now. And that is uh, thanks to Thunderpenny, which is actually the company that I work for. Uh, they make applications for Facebook pages. So if you have a business and you need to get advertising in the social media game because you do need to do that uh thunderpenny is a really great company for that they make uh applications that you can use to um, customize your facebook page and really get lots of leads and generate some sales uh in in kind of the new world way to run business which is in Mm -hmm. the social sector so we're really excited about their um partnership with us and uh yeah and they have a variety of apps correct to help customize your facebook page paypal uh youtube which we actually use on our facebook page uh um uh static html so you can just if you can code it you can have it uh right now one of the big sellers is a website app you can embed a website onto your page uh Really good stuff. Uh, You can do things with your Facebook page that you never thought you'd be able to do, so. And it's also really good for people with small businesses um, that you can help kind of run your business actually through Facebook with some of these applications. So uh, definitely get out there and check it out and. www.thunderpenny.com. This segment really well. All right. We're well, both like, really excited about oh, this. Oh, I'm so stoked. Because we're mixing my two favorite things. Um, 80s music. Well, really, movies. 80s music and yeah. movies, yeah. So, uh, whatever. Okay. Three of my when favorite things. you think things. of 80s movies, a lot of times it's the music that came along with those movies that really, really pops in your mind. And so we decided to pick... It was really hard to take it down to three, so we're gonna have a lot of honorable mentions. Uh, but the three best '80s soundtrack movie, uh, soundtrack music. Is this from audio part of your audio honorable mentions? No, this is my number. Okay, so we'll two. just talk about the honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Instead of playing them. Okay, so one of my honorable mentions is this part of yours. The go ahead and get okay, it. Okay, well, say. the Credit Kid is my honorable mention. Uh, for You're the Best Around. I thought that was going to make it into your top three. I tried so hard to keep it out of it because <laughs> I wanted to choose three songs that people probably wouldn't think of in this aspect. That songs that are really stand out to me as some of my favorites and just great tracks. I want, you, I want to be able to throw some songs out to you guys that you look up and go, that is awesome. Or go, oh yeah, that song was in that yeah, movie yeah. and that was a great scene. Um, so I, that's what I really should. I tried to pick 
the, you're the best around. It's such a great song. So I tried good. to pick songs where you know it for the song just as much as you know it for the movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's in, inextricably locked to the movie, but it's also just its own song. Yeah. Uh, okay, so honorable mention for me is basically a lot of the music in The Labyrinth, but David Bowie oh, headlined yeah. a lot of that music and Dance Magic Dance. Dance Magic Dance. It's such a great song. Dance Magic Dance. Dance Magic Dance. Dance. And he, uh, dude, David Bowie is such a good singer, and that song is a really unique song. And he throws a fake baby like and 10 Labyrinth feet in the air. And Labyrinth is so 80s, and oh my gosh, that god uh, piece is just so distracting. Oh my goodness, it's a whole nother character. So... <laughs> An amazing movie, and I feel like that song cannot... That is a definitely a movie song. You know I love I mean? this segment already. You don't yeah. hear that song and not think about that movie, but, yeah. but uh, they're inextricably linked. That's one of my honorable mentions. How many honorable mentions do you have? Um, I, I have a few that I could throw out. Yeah, Footloose um, is a fantastic Footloose one. Is one Anything of my, on just the Footloose yeah. soundtrack. But Footloose specifically, yeah. uh, because that's better than the um, main song of that movie. Uh, I would actually disagree that Footloose, the song, is, is not better than The Warehouse dance scene with that song that song is incredible when he's angry in the well, warehouse well yeah but dancing. that's a scene I'm talking I know, about songs still. that came from that movie I feel like it's Footloose. still an incredible song like you you play Footloose at a wedding and you dance to it you don't play the other songs in that movie well not at your wedding which would be lame <laughs> I'm never gonna get very I, I, hopefully I will I say that you, you will self deprecating um uh Okay, wait, let me see. I want to make sure I don't pick one. Uh, Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story. Oh, yeah. uh, is really good. Um, Footloose is one of my honorable mentions. Um, this actually didn't make my list. The Power of Love from Back to the Future. That's the power of love. Oh. Yeah, that's one of those awesome 80s songs that makes no sense to the movie, but right. they put it in but anyway. But it is still like the basically the theme song for that movie. Yeah. And a really good song. So uh, I had to have... That has to get there in there for the honorable it's mentions. The power of love. Yeah, that's a good choice. So have money. Some have fame. Are you? I'm peaking. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Are you ready for your number I'm, three? I'm, ready, I'm ready for three. my number three. Are you ready for number three? I'm definitely ready for number three. Okay, my number three is from a little movie called uh, Killer Clowns in Outer Space. Really? The movie opens with a classic 80s tune that describes the movie in the song. All right, we're already getting into the movie. Credits are opening up. If we just jump to any point in time. I remember this song. This is a really good song. Yeah, and the lyrics are like, um, bringing death to the human race from aliens with painted face or something like that. I'm really glad you picked this song because it's, it was written for the movie. Exactly. And that's what classic, really good 80s songs should yep. be. And it doesn't matter the budget. They always went to a band and had them make <laughs> a song, even for even a Even if they ended movie. up sucking, you do get some bad ones. Yeah. But they, even their badness is good because they wrote it for the movie. And there's just something so great about that. And it fits perfectly in theme with the circus electric guitar. And they say the title of the movie... It's just so perfect. Yeah, dude. That was... Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, I could look these songs up, but there's too many of them, and I want to sing them anyways for my number three. Uh, Little Mermaid. Okay, there's a lot of songs in this movie. Mm -hmm. That's actually an 80s movie. A lot of songs that just are so good. I really like to sing Part of That World. I really like Kiss the Girl. But I think one of the most iconic songs from that movie is Under the Sea. Under the Sea. 
Under the Sea. That song and the music. And yeah. Even Ursula's song is really good. But man, oh, yeah. Sha-la-la-la-la-la, don't be shy. I love Kiss the Girl. I love Part of That World. Oh, my goodness. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I know all the words to that song. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And that is one of those songs that's like... Bet you on land they understand yeah. that you know reprimand your daughters. daughters like right young women. Yeah, I'm not. Women. I'm not a girl, but at that part, I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, don't <laughs> reprimand your daughters. How dare you reprimand me, Dad? You don't reprimand. Dad should have been reprimanding her. She's supposed to be like 15, and she. Uh, Whole another story. This. Uh, Children, if you watch that movie, understand that it's not how you should live your life. However, it is a really great movie. It was really fun. The music is amazing, so I had to have it on my list. Mm. But it was number three because because Disney has always had good music, and it doesn't quite signify the 80s like it should. So just because it came out of the 80s, it's number three for me because it's not the 80-ish kind of vibe. So anyhow, what's your number two? Uh, My number two is... From the soundtrack of Rocky IV. Now, it was really tough. I only wanted to pick one song from Rocky because you could have every Rocky song ever on here. And uh, when I think of Rocky IV, what song do I think of? Part of me thinks of, it's a burning heart that's about to burst. Because it's all about like America versus Russia and it's (laughs) super catchy. Um, But this is a song I always think of. Hold on, we're getting it going here. Technical difficulties. You may remember this song when Apollo Creed came down on a big mechanical bull with James Brown to fight the Russians. Most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in your life. It's so good. You don't understand what he's saying. Coast to coast. (laughs) Anywhere. It's just like, you don't know what he's saying, I but you James know Brown. it's an amazing song. It is an amazing... Dude, it's got that groove. It sums it's up Apollo. It sums up Apollo in his American way when he gets back in the ring. If you don't have time to go see that movie, you should at least watch that scene. Here we go. What does he say here? No one knows. Ah, ah. Say so, say so. <laughs> But for some reason, you know he's saying living in America. Oh, dude, he's got the video. Yeah, man. Nice. Living in America. Oh. All right, so that is my number two. Fantastic jam. I'll that probably finish this song when we're done recording. Uh, uh, many of you will remember dan- Slow Dancing with Your Sweetheart to this song. Oh, hold it up. Hold it up. Hold up the jams like a lighter. This is uh, from Top Gun. Top Gun was also known for Danger Zone, which was a really good song. But this one was actually a little bit more iconic, and I think it it probably had equal um, uh, fame as just a song. Mm. Dude, I feel like 80s songs, you really want a song that was known for the song yeah. and the movie. And both Danger Zone and Take My Breath Away were very Top Gun, but also very good songs. And yes. you would just turn it on and listen to that and song. Danger Zone was probably in that movie maybe once, twice, maybe towards the beginning and then at the end. But this song played like anytime every, there was eye contact. Every time there was romance, <laughs> yeah. which, which is sprinkled throughout the movie. So you yeah. get sections of this it song. It plays like six times. The movie, yeah. 
So pretty soon you're like, I don't even remember what I'm watching. <laughs> like, oh, did you see Top Gun? The Take My Breath Away movie? Yes, I did. Exactly. That one, that's a good one. Take My Breath Away movie. All right, my number three. It's a bit of a throwback to an 80s classic. A little movie called Flash Gordon. Now it's a sci-fi epic about a guy who's like a football player and becomes a space adventure hero. And the entire soundtrack was done by Queen. Now, the hit song from it, which is Flash, uh, for the main titles, goes a little something like this. And then break it down again. Dude, plus it's clean. Yeah, I mean, you gotta love a movie. They did basically the whole soundtrack um, for this movie, and they just kill it. Well, because Queen gotta, is amazing. Queen. Yeah, Queen is amazing. One of the best frontmen ever in the history of music is Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. That guy's range was just yeah inexplicable. And if you want to. Isn't it sick? Yeah. But like, it perfectly sets a tone for a cheesy adventure 80s. Dude, Queen had a sound that just is is perfect for 80s movies. Yeah. It's like very operatic. Yeah, and this is another song where you know the song and you and you can't deny that it's based on the movie. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's great, but I actually know that song better than I know it from the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, was that my number one? Oh, that was my number one. Nice. Man. Okay, this is my number one, and of course it had to be. You can't think of Rocky and not think of this song. No. How many people have run up some some concrete steps and punched the air listening to this song? And if you haven't done that, you should. You're not alive, and I don't trust you. Rocky, you guys. If I've you haven't done it. that, you probably watch Family Guy. I had a but I had a friend who, if he was trying to do something that he was afraid to do, he would sing the song to himself beforehand Dude, to get himself awesome. pumped up so he yeah. could do it. And that's what's so great about this song is it's not just a really good song that is quintessential of classic rock and of Rocky, but is also a really inspiring song. Yeah. And so when you listen to it and you watch the montage, you get inspired. I can do this too. I yeah. can go push tires and work out in the snow and fight a boxing match. This oh. this song kind of depresses me though. Because it makes me think I will never jump rope at an expert Rocky level. Because <laughs> there's just no way. That's one of my favorite parts of the montage is when he's super fast jump roping and like swinging it uh, around. Oh, it's super so awesome. good. And I want to do that, but I can't. Dude. Oh, fun fact. Um... You're the best around was on our honorable mention. That song was actually written for Rocky III to take place of Eye of the Tiger. Yep. Um, but they didn't buy it. They went with Survivor's Eye of the Tiger instead, and they sold that song to the Karate Kid. That's why in uh, the song they say, history repeats itself, just try and you'll succeed. In uh, the Karate Kid, um, it was supposed to be referencing about him winning the title before. Yeah. So, fun fact. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's a really great song. 
And I'm glad that it was in your honorable mentions. And I think it's really interest that, interesting that it was written for Ro- Rocky. But I'm glad that Rocky, oh, yeah. that Eye of the Tiger came. Yeah, it oh means Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, it's the cream of... Oh, so good. Okay, anyhow, yeah, dude. 80s movies, music. Watch some 80s movies and listen to some 80s music. It's all good. Now, do you have one for this? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, well, I... I Oh, it's, it really is supposed to be in movies, but mine's a TV character. Okay. Um, Strong women in media. Yeah, but but I, think, I think I could come up with a woman for a movie, too. We'll see. You start, and okay. I'll think. Um, oh, strong women in movies. That's yes. That's the so, theme. I'm going, of course, with Princess Leia. Because uh, my daughter loves the movies. We've been watching Star Wars. I love the movies, and she's been watching them a lot. And they're... I always thought that she was an extremely strong character for women in movies. And, um, I mean, she's like a leader. She's a general. She's a princess, but she's not a princess. Yeah, um, which is a very important. Yeah, she picks up a she gun. She gets that gun and she, she gets shoots involved. people. Uh, yeah. She goes out there. She leads the rebellion. Um, she's just an incredible character. Strong, doesn't fall, argues with people, yells at people, stands up for herself. She also, what's something that's really great is she, she doesn't get distracted by Han and -hmm. make him her focus. And that's something like Han is always like, Hey, pay attention to me because you like me. And she's like, I got more important stuff to do. She is a leader first. And and you don't see that a lot. Women portrayed in media as being a leader first, because that's not what generally people think about. And it's so great because that was a, it's dying. And also, this is something that I just recently noticed. Princess Leia. Han Solo and Luke Skywalker go to save the princess, the damsel in distress, and, it, distress, and they pull her out into that hallway, and they're sitting there, and they're trapped. Who grabs the gun and shoots open the ventilation shaft for an escape? Princess Leia. Darn right. Um, Han Solo's frozen in carbonite. Who goes in undercover and releases him from the carbonite? Princess Leia. Darn. Do you know that super awesome? That's one of the yeah. great. Do you know any other princess that would disguise themselves as a bounty hunter, mm. go into a den of villainy where Jabba the Hutt, notorious gangster, lives, and then go sneak around and release someone who is Jabba the Hutt's prime, uh, prime captive yeah. that he absolutely loves having that trophy of? Princess Leia. Luke gets his hand cut off by Darth Vader and thrown and jumps off in the uh, city of Be- uh, city of Cloud City, um, over in the him? atmosphere of Bespin, and he's hanging there. Who turns back and saves him? Convinces the pilot to turn around because she can hear him. Princess Leia. Force is strong with her. Princess Absolutely. Leia, dude, she's such a strong character and so great in those movies. Yep, and she has saved each of the major heroes in that show. Um, this is a weird uh, pick. But I feel like it's kind of... Okay, so there's a movie... Um, I can't remember what it's called. I saw it recently with Jodie Foster where her baby disappears on the plane ride. Oh. Um, and, and everyone tells her that the kid never... Uh, is that Flight Plan? Yeah, Flight Plan. Uh, she's really good also, but I feel like that's more of a traditional role. So I was actually thinking this is weird, a weird pick, but um, Red Eye. The main girl in Red Eye, mm. uh, not only is she the main character, which is nice to see, but she's intelligent. This is a horror movie where she doesn't do stupid things. She's not running away, getting eaten, or like getting killed really easily. She makes yeah. it really difficult 
for the killer to catch her. And she does smart things. And and instead of being like, oh, I'm dumb and I'm going to run upstairs so I can't get away. Yeah. She actually does things that are really she smart. She those things out. And, and fights um, to survive. And that's something that I really like about her. But actually, Jodie Foster is a good person to talk about. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Her character yeah. in that is a really good, strong woman. Very strong woman. She's the one who's dealing with these mind games of Hannibal yeah. Lecter. And she's the one who's really leading this investigation. And my goodness, uh, I love to see movies where you, you see women doing these things that are just... Um, generally done by men yeah and and not only in in life but also especially in movies and you see that and and you get these strong women who can really pull that off also uh natalie portman in v for vendetta is a strong yes. woman in a great movie very um, much so i love that stuff i was thinking um, of uh, ali McBeal from the television show because uh, it's a television but man you really like that was kind of early where feminism hadn't quite caught on yet and she was just fighting for women's fat rights feminism Fat feminism? No, what? <laughs> I said the fat. Oh, of the fat of fem- yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't mean to talk about it as a. Right now, it's very popular, uh, and you hear about it a lot. Uh, you didn't think it wasn't popular back then yeah. to talk about. It wasn't like, hey, let's all. And they had a lot of issues in that show. Uh, yeah. They have episodes. Ally McBeal, Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, um, League of Their Own. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, um, I would say another one though um, it's a newer movie it's called You're Next it's a horror movie um, really good because it's about these people coming in and killing this house full of people but there's a woman in that movie who basically becomes the hunter of these people and she makes very good decisions like uh, you find out as the movie kind of goes along like she was trained in the Australian outback to survive out there by her father so she plants all these different traps um, putting spiked or boards is that a underneath windows. Yeah. See, horror movies are a really interesting place to see a lot of strong women. It's yes. A, uh, and, I was going to say Screo from my trilogy is a very strong woman. It's a very strong woman role. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a really good movie and you get to see someone actually outwit the killers, which is fantastic. And do it very efficiently. So definitely a movie we're checking out. You're next. Uh, it's it's just movies is something where you can really, uh, they've 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 started to portray women the way they should be portrayed, yes. and we're starting to change the, so that we don't have our young girls growing up being like I'm the only thing I can be is a princess. And, yeah. Because you can watch these movies and really see women yeah. shining, and and that's exciting, and that's something that I really love about yeah. movies. Is and there's a lot they that they can do in the future. Women. Yeah. Uh, because you got Rey coming out in the new yep. Star Wars movie, and it looks like it's continuing the strength of Princess Leia and another character, yeah. making her what looks like to be really the main focus and, of the movie. And even though the prequels weren't so good, they had Padme, and she was a strong character too. And they actually did a good job with the female characters. I would I argue that. You would argue it? Like yeah. argue against it? I would argue with Padme being a strong woman yeah, character. Yeah, I think she was great. She was, no, I would argue against you her You don't being think one. so? I don't think so. I, I think, think she, she got was, out there and fought, but I think she overlooked a lot of evil in Anakin just because right. she likes that's, him. Oh, but I like that's, the bad that's boy. because they. I think her as a character, she was good, but because they did a bad job writing the character of Anakin, it makes her look like a total idiot. Um, that's a fair point. Uh, I think if they did a better job showing his their affair and their love, and it made it make sense because they never made it make sense for her to love him. Yeah. He's he's like, a kid and annoying, and hey, he's a young, annoying. Here's and a young trash reason, boy. He falls over in a hayfield, and now they're in love. It, just <laughs> ridiculous. 
And creepy, too, because he was so much younger than her. If they had done a better job with that, yeah. then I think she would have been a better, strong character. But that is a good point. She is very dumb in her relationship choice yeah. with Anakin in the way they, they portrayed it in those movies. But yeah. but she was, like, grab the gun and help fight kind of a character. She was. She which, was very active in the military pieces yeah. of it. And a very strong um, political figure as well. But I, I think I think that's good. Yeah. In, in, in films, they're great. Yeah. So we're going to go into one more word from our sponsors. future sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is Film Narc. I'm Corey. I'm Chris. And uh, right now, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about something. Uh, you have no idea what we're going to talk about. Correct? Very true. Very true. Okay. So if you watch our show, you know that Chris is an absolute great guy. So if there's anyone out there interested in meeting Chris oh my gosh. and talking to him, um, any girls, Chris is a great guy. He's fantastic. Oh, this is sad. <laughs> uh, we have an email, filmnark at gmail.com. Send us in what you like about Chris. <laughs> and, and, uh, this is going to be so depressing because no one's going to email. You never know. They may know someone. Uh, <laughs> contact us about Chris. Um, Chris, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Uh, <laughs> um... My name is Chris. I am 29 years old and I am single. Uh, and uh, I am a very loving guy. I'm really good with kids. I uh, I am the yes. greatest uncle in the world. Mm -hmm. um, all children wish I was their uncle and my actual nieces love that I am their uncle. Um, and uh, I uh, am super awesome. I don't know. I don't know He's how great. to do this. Long walks on the beach. I really like to talk to people about things. He does. Uh, I enjoy philosophy and complicated intellectual activities. Um, I, I read a lot of books. Mm. Um, Jane Austen is actually a really good author. So I'm not like... There's something you could talk about. I'm a manly guy, but I really do like Jane Austen books. So, you know. Yeah, see? So I'm sure Chris will edit right on the screen here. Filmnark at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and email us if oh you're interested. Gosh. You can start a conversation. So what is this for? With us on Facebook. What are we trying um, to get people to do? Well, it's kind of like you know those dating sites where you go on, you do like electronic dating and meet up with people. Yeah, Only they're that able I will to never see your do. exactly. So it's like just getting to see your personality, throwing yourself out there, man. Oh my gosh! All right, so keep tuning in and watching Chris on Film Narc because he's awesome and fantastic. Film Narc at Gmail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have we used this yet? Mm -hmm. Every episode. Really? Mm -hmm. That's great. Oh, this is totally one of our favorites. This is, I, I feel like I do some of that kind of a move. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> All right, and welcome back oh, to I'm Film Night. I'm excited about this. Uh, before we end the show, we got one more topic for you guys. We are going to be breaking down the Disney princesses for you. We were thinking about doing like just best princesses, but we found that we had so many opinions on the princesses, good ones, bad ones, in the middle. And it has so much to do with actually what we were just talking about, strong women characters yeah. in films. <clears throat> and I think that Disney princesses in particular have done a lot of damage in the past. And it's exciting to see where they're going now yeah. with better, more... More ethnically diverse and just more complete characters that it's, it's exciting to see that they're doing a better job. Uh, and I think this is Tiana. fun because Disney, everyone, yeah, everyone's seen Disney. Everyone knows Disney. And I was a huge fan of Disney growing up. So I don't know. It's surprising to find how much passion you have about stuff like yeah. this. Uh, Disney princesses that were generally shot towards, towards uh, kids. 
and and girls in particular. Um, okay, so are we gonna start with the bad? Uh, yeah, let's start with the bad. Okay, Snow um, White is as number one on the list. Yes, so Snow White is the first one on the list. Talk about Snow White a little bit. Why you don't like? Well, her. Snow White, she is just kind of like. Da, 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 I'm pretty stumbling very around. Very one-dimensional. Very yeah. stupid character when you actually think about it. Oh. She's not very smart, and the yeah. decisions she and makes she's are just really weird. Waiting around for a prince and just some guy to come and save her. And then she just drunkenly stumbles around the woods and finds a cottage. And, <laughs> and decides to live Because that's how it like, works. Oh, if you're a pretty hey. lady, you find a cottage and you move in. Yeah, you're like, oh, I won't get in trouble. I'm too good looking. You're a girl, right? You don't need anything else. All you need to do is be pretty and have a yeah. nice voice. Oh, I'll just start cleaning the house no one's in right now. And get it ready for the little boys that live here. Most of my problems with the bad Disney princesses have to do with what they teach girls about yeah. being a woman. Is like... All you have to do is be pretty or be a princess, you know, like it, your yeah. fame has to do with your father or your husband. Yeah. You know, and I think those are those are uh, stereotypical and, and in the past, but they hold women down. Also, you see a lot of dumb princesses in some of the early uh, Disney films. And I think that's really bad too. teaching girls yeah. that it's OK to be dumb. You're not expected to be smart. And, and that's something that is quintessential with Snow White. Yes. Is, is she's, she's stupid. She's making bad decisions. And the only good things about her is that she's pretty and she has a nice voice. Yeah. And, like, a stranger shows up with an apple and she takes a bite of it <laughs> for some reason when there's a witch after her. And then she's knocked down in a coma. Another thing I really don't like about Snow White is that there's some creepy prince out there that's like, oh, I heard there's a dead woman in the woods. I'm gonna go kiss it. I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna go kiss this corpse. So it's like a Stand By Me movie with just one guy, like, going to see the dead body. Right. And then he, like, goes and he's like, hey, she's hot. I'm gonna kiss this body laying right. here. And she wakes up and immediately loves Yeah, him and she's like, crazy. oh, hey, let's get married. That's this fantastic. is what I want to talk about with Snow White. Okay, and this is crazy. Back then... Disney could do whatever they wanted, yeah. and there weren't a lot of laws to prohibit this. And there are now, thank goodness. But they uh, required the the woman who voice acted for Snow White to never lend her likeness or her voice to anything forever. <laughs> and that was okay because at that time there hadn't been any laws. They didn't. They never thought we need to keep, make a law to keep people from doing this. Yeah. So the reason you never ever hear that voice anywhere else is because Disney wanted to be Snow White and no one else. And that woman had such a unique voice, and she yeah. could have had such an impact on Hollywood as a singer and a voice actress, or maybe even an actress. And they would. They made her sign a non-compete order basically so that she couldn't do anything wow ever that's and that's crazy. a little known fact that's really sad yeah um and when you really think about it snow white's character would have been okay with that she would have signed that contract <laughs> and just been like yeah i don't care i just yeah, want to have i just want a happy boyfriend you guys want some food i'll make you some uh, um. <laughs> all right aurora uh sleeping beauty from sleeping beauty what are your thoughts you know, um, she's raised by three fairies out in the woods by herself, more or less. So you can't blame her for being she a little She seems weird. kind of even keel. Right. But I think when the troubles come, that's when you see her being just stupid. Yeah. And I think a lot of the trouble with princesses comes in the way they choose their mate. Because yeah. it's all about, I've been miserable my whole life, but now I'm marrying this man, so I'm going to be yes, happy. Yes, I need, someday my prince will come and right. save me because someday I can't do it myself. 
I can't be happy unless and this some whole idea of I know you once I met you once upon a dream like you're my dream mm -hmm. mate is just so false and just encourages people to think that they're just going to be able to find this one person and that's the one and there's just one person yeah. for you and none of those things are true and whoever you choose is going to be hard work and you yeah. never see that uh, at all in Aurora she's just like yeah you're my dream man I'm going to marry you yeah oh, who cares woohoo um, so many princesses were probably abused. Yeah. <laughs> After they got married. Um, <laughs> bad. They're marrying creepy serial killer guys. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's why there are no real sequels. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't survive the honeymoon. Uh, um, Ariel. Okay, I have a lot of bones to pick with Ariel. <laughs> um, now, Ariel, in and of herself, is, I think, what you would expect of a teenager. Yeah. It's not that she bothers me as much as the whole film bothers me, because what does that film teach young girls? She's, I think she's supposed to be, like, 15. Yeah. Um, she, it says, disobey your father, run away from home, make a deal with a witch, and then fall in love with a man that you've never talked to before. Yeah. And you'll live happily ever after. Yeah. That's the message that, that uh, Little Mermaid puts forth to young girls. And it really bothers me. Um, did you know that in the original story, the, the princess never gets a kiss from Eric and she becomes seafoam? Uh, yeah, I believe she you gets told turned me that into seafoam and like dies. That's yeah. And for some reason, Disney takes something like this and makes it like a happy story because obviously you don't want to sell something about a princess turning into seafoam to kids. But yeah. at the same time, like, you really don't want to tell them that you disobey your parents and go off on your own as a 15-year-old and live happily ever after. So Yeah, it's funny because we're going to talk about Cinderella in a little bit. But Ariel, I, she does that whole, like, I'm independent, I'm going to choose my life and live my life. But she goes about it in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, when I think Cinderella could do that more, but in a right way... Yeah. So kind She's, of doing Ariel. Cinderella anyway. is better. Uh, um, but Ariel, yeah, is just completely disobey. And then the prince, like, just like, oh, she can't talk, but she's cute. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, weird. Um, and, like, the whole kiss the girl, like, she's just sitting there. They go on yeah. a boat ride, like, they don't have a conversation. A little canoe ride, that's perfect for a romantic conversation. Yeah. And you actually, like, get to know that this girl is intelligent and interesting, and all she does is nod and shake yeah. her head and, and what just... about at the dinner table when they're all sitting there eating and she takes the fork and starts like brushing her oh hair my gosh. and the prince is just like oh she's so endearing <laughs> what a silly girl put that in real I life and you'd like... be like i need to go to the bathroom and then climb out the window but i like... should do like my girl's stupid yeah <laughs> um you could just see him saying that um okay i'm gonna choose this moment to say i love all these movies I yeah. think I think these are great movies. They're really fun to watch, but I don't like how they represent princesses and women in general. Yes. Um, okay, middle. These are middling princesses who aren't totally stupid, but aren't quite there yet. Um, uh, uh, Belle. Belle. Belle is probably one of my favorite she's very ones. Very close. Yeah. But she's still in the middle for me because uh, one, I like how she's portrayed. She's a reader. She's a reader, and which is huge. Very... She, she likes books and that tells kids, hey, go read books. Girls, go be smart, go get educated. And you can do that for yourself by reading books. Mm -hmm. Don't be obsessed with guys. Don't be, you know, stay at home with your father, have a relationship with your dad and read books. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, you can be a little She has quirky. a really good start. You can be a little weird. 
And she's modestly dressed and very pretty. Yeah. Uh, I like the way she's very beautiful, but it doesn't focus on her beauty. It focuses on her smarts. And, oh, Belle, she's the, the beautiful, smart one. Yeah. And that's really cool. So they start really strong, but then she aligns herself with the beast kidnapper, and that's where it kind of gets bad. Because it's basically classic Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, you get kidnapped... Uh, well, her dad gets kidnapped, and then she, she offers up place. herself. She makes that choice, which yeah. is a really strong moment. Yeah. And then she starts kind of falling in love with this person that's like, you're trapped here forever, and actually threatens that she can stay in her room and starve if she doesn't want to eat dinner with him. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool that, like... like It's a monster. There's, there's good things and bad. Like, yeah. Because she does... It's nice to see her fall in love with the character of an ugly beast. Yeah. Because inst- cause that goes against the past of... Oh, this guy is beautiful. This guy is really handsome, so I like him. And that's good that we get away from that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a kidnapping. It's a kid. It's a hostage story. And and it's really weird. And so, it's there's a lot of good, and they're getting really close with Belle. And she's one of my favorite princesses. But but she's falling in love with a guy. It's Stockholm syndrome, and that's weird. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella. How do you feel about Cinderella? I like Cinderella because she's hum- she reminds me of a Jane Austen character from like Mansfield Park, uh, where she's very humble. She's a hard worker. She doesn't think too highly of herself, um, and I like that. Um, I think she could have fought back against the evil stepsisters and stood up for herself a little bit more. Yeah. But I like that the movie makes you root for her to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good change. And and as far as Disney goes. But we still have the same problem of her picking a man that she knows not at all. Yeah. All she knows about him basically is that he's a handsome prince and nothing yep, and else. And he knows that she's pretty. Yeah. And, and dances well. So he has no reason to love her and she has no reason to love him. Yeah. But they still end up together. And so we're still falling short on this relationship part. And also it's one of those like, oh, I want to go see the prince and dance with him. Maybe he'll choose me and save me from this life. Because kind of I idea. need a man to help me out of my slums. Yes. Instead I can't of do just it going like... You know what? This sucks. And when they give me a crazy amount of chores to do, not just dropping the laundry basket and being like, boom, I'm out of here. And going and starting her life with her crazy rats and creatures that she talks to and dresses, which the prince is in for a rude awakening, which he starts shouting at clocks and introducing her to her rodent friends. Uh, and, and needing a fairy godmother to get her out to even go to the... Like, she's not willing to go Yeah, you to don't the, need magic. Yeah, she could have made herself a dress and gone there, you know? Uh, I mean, maybe she could have, like, found a horse to ride or something. I don't know. Yeah, the they transportation a, was an issue. did they have but, a horse? Um, I thought so. Yeah, they made the horse, like, the stagecoach guy or something. Um, which is weird, because then they made the mice the horses. Anyway. Anna from Frozen, a more recent uh, princess. Yes. Uh, also, I'd like to talk about uh, Rapunzel a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, and Rapunzel. Tango. And then we also need Tiana. Yeah. Which I don't know a whole lot from Princess and the Frog. Yeah. I, I, don't, I need to watch that one again. I really liked that movie. Okay, so you know what? Um, we're putting her on the shelf just because we're not overly familiar with yeah, that one. Yeah. But uh, I, um, Anna, I, I like the character of Anna, but um, she is a little bit dumb. Uh, she, but also... Um, Blindly falling story, in love with Hans. Right, but the story, uh, the way the movie was made was to draw attention to how silly that is. Yeah. And so seeing that change in Disney is very exciting, and I think they did that on purpose. But still, Anna is a incomplete ca- yeah. character. I think it's good that she ends up with Kristoff. Yeah. Um, and I like that she's kind of quirky and nerdy. Right. And I, and I like how... But what I really like about Frozen is that ultimately it's a, it's a love story about two sisters. Yes. 
instead of being a love story about a woman who needs a man yeah. and is incomplete without a man. So uh, it's a really big step in the right direction for yeah. Disney. And um, I, I really like Anna as a character, but I think she's she's still think, flawed as far as what you'd like to see out of a really strong woman character. Yeah, I think she starts in the middle and winds up towards the good in the end. Right, but Elsa um, is more on the good side. And we'll yeah, talk, about, we'll her. talk about her in a little bit. Um, but why don't we go into Rapunzel? Uh, Rapunzel, okay, this is... Um, she's... It was very difficult for her because she has been lied to by her mother that the world will destroy her if she goes out. Yeah. Um, but she still goes out. Um, I love the story of her seeing the lanterns and finding out that it's about her. And yeah. That idea of just this um, redemption and finding out, you know what? You're not a terrible person. You're a princess. I really like that. And that comes at it for a better direction. Whereas it's like, there's nothing good about you, but you're a princess. That's yeah. how the past is. Now yeah. it's, I don't think there's anything good about me, but there really is. And I actually am a princess. Yeah. I like that much better. So I think they did that well, but I still think there's things that ultimately she left her home and, and trusted some thief to be her guide in this world. And she's still very independent on uh, Eugene Fitzpatrick. But also, th but also think about this, okay, with Rapunzel. She was completely brainwashed ever since being a baby yeah. by the lady, okay? Um, and then this guy comes in who she takes as a hostage and needs right. an answer and makes him take her out into the world Through that she's strength. never been in before. Uh, another thing that she does is when she turns that bad situation upside down with her just pure energy and heart yeah. of singing that song with the guys at the other uh, Vikings and like stuff, the, yeah. yeah. And that's really cool. I love that. I really liked that scene, how all these guys are like evil and she's like, oh, we all have a dream and everyone just gets in on it. Yeah. And I really like the idea of being such a contagious, loving person that it doesn't matter who you are. You don't assume they're bad and so you find the good in them. Yeah. Uh, and I think because of that, she doesn't really have any real bad qualities. Right. Because if you think about her taking Finn hostage as a guide... Um, if you, yeah, if you think of it more as a show of strength. Yeah, I, I think that she's got good qualities, but they're just not super great. It's not pushing her fully into the good. But she's I think she's definitely more good than bad. And Tangled yeah. is one of my favorite uh, Disney movies. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, that was really, really good. Really good. I think we're into the goods. We are. Um, let's go bottom up here because I think yeah. that is a definite winner. Yeah. Um, so Pocahontas. Poca okay, this is why I really like Pocahontas. Um, she gets to know John Smith. Her mm. and John Smith actually have a relationship that makes sense. It's not, I see you and you're good looking. It's more, well, it is, but it's like, oh, there's an initial attraction, and then they spend time together. Mm. They actually kind of learn each other's language and learn to talk to each yeah. other. Um, and learn then, their beliefs. And, and, and then they, they find that they love each other and they're willing to go against their families yeah. for the right reason, because their families are being biased. Yes. Um, so it's not this... I'm going to go against my family because I think I'm right and my family is wrong. It's, it's, I recognize that my family is being biased and I'm not. And, and you actually, it's funny because I've seen that movie be um, talked down upon for how they portray Native Americans. But that whole, that's the whole idea is that we have been biased and there is really, they didn't try and hide it at all, amazing imagery and, and let's, treat people equally and it's actually really good and the yeah. whole I don't know how people can take that and say this is a bad movie that's racist or you know um, somehow unenlightened when it comes to Native Americans because it's completely the opposite and all you have to do to listen to that is listen to the or to understand that is listen to the song Savages um, they're different from us which means they can't be trusted or mm. um, Savages barely even human these ideas that we have about people who are different from us. Yeah, and and they don't even like hide it at all So yeah. it's not very creative, but 
I think it's really a step in the right direction, and so I, I think Pocahontas is on the good side. And I also, think it's very amazing real. songs, really good singer. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, Elsa from Frozen. Um, I mean, she kind of starts out like hiding, being raised to hide all these different things, and then it's not until something happens by accident she goes out and then let it go hits, and you just kind of see her go, you know what? Embrace who you are. This is who I am. If I'm not going to be able to fit into their world with who I am, I'm going to create my own. And she really owns it yep. from there. She has to deal with expectations that shouldn't be placed upon her, number one. Then she has to deal with hatred that shouldn't be placed towards mm -hmm. her, number two. And she has a very complex story, mm -hmm. and she goes through a big transformation. And there's just a lot of things about Elsa that I like. She's a strong woman. Her parents die, and she has to kind of step up. Yeah. Um, and it's very difficult for her to break out and embrace the fact that she... And, and, and it's with good reason, too, which is something that I like. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's totally stupid and is worried about her ice powers. No, it shows that she made an eternal winter, and yeah. there was a reason that she was trying to hold that in. But then she goes out, she lets it go, she re regains control. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful story about a woman being a woman mm -hmm. and, and being proud of who she is. And she doesn't know her power. Like, when her sister's like, come back, all this stuff's going on, and she's like... I don't think that's something I can do. Just you guys will be able to figure it out. You can still try to live that way, but yeah. I need to be here because it's safer for everyone else. So yeah. she kind of takes it upon herself to step back from a situation that she feels could be dangerous, even if it means leaving her family. She has the strength to suffer alone without a man. And then when she finally goes out and expresses herself and is free, she doesn't. There's no. There's no part of Elsa's story that has anything to do with finding a husband. Yeah. And she's just a strong woman character, and men are totally out of the equation. And that's why she is fully just a good, strong yeah. princess. So. Jasmine. Yeah. All right. Jasmine in Aladdin is probably... She was my number one for a long time, and then I finally saw a movie I hadn't seen in a while, and it kind of changed my number one. But Jasmine is one of those people that was already a princess. She had the money. She was in the golden age of that. Um, but then she goes out, and she wants to meet the poor people and kind of see what that's like. She's curious about it, not just like basking in her glory. She's not looking for a man either. No. She's looking for you, you like a different know, life. You like know the whole thing. Do you want to just say it? Uh, 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 just how dare you? All of you. I'm not just uh, standing around and deciding my future. I am not just a prize to be won. Yeah. It's a fantastic part. line. Yeah. And, a really um, good line that demonstrates her heart and, yeah. and her strength as a, a woman. She uh, She's a princess but doesn't really want to be, which is really great. Yeah. Um, she, she falls, falls in, in love, love with, Aladdin. with Aladdin for the right reasons, and Aladdin is a good guy that deserves yep. her love. He's not Poor this, Aladdin. He's not this single-dimension, handsome prince. Yeah. He is a really good guy. And, and then and, when he yeah. comes back pretending to be a prince, she doesn't like him. She can't stand him. Yeah. And it's not until she kind of starts figuring it out and realizing kind this of This is the same is. guy that I yeah. fall in love with in the street. And then she starts loving him again. Because For the right she, reasons, because he's yeah. a hardworking, ingenious boy who made the best of his surroundings. Yeah. He made a really good life for himself as a street man. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. In fact, he lives very comfortably and very well. I mean, yeah, on top might of be a little hungry. But. Right. But uh, other than feeding himself, his life is great. Yeah. And so, he gives his bread to the children that yeah, he steals and stuff. Like, he's yeah. a great guy. Mm. And that's why she loves him. Yes. Okay, uh, Jasmine is a really good choice. So number one on my list has got to be uh, Merida. Which is, a, once again, a more recent one. And yes. also Pixar, which 
is helping uh, make Disney a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, break all these cliches. Their, their princesses. But Merida is great because um, she's. They directly hit that issue of I need a man in my life, and yep. she's totally and the she opposite. She fights for her own hand. Like, that is one of the best scenes is when she goes out there as an archer and competes for herself <laughs> and just shatters right. everyone's and, bullseyes also, all across. It's, it's, it's a rounded story. It's not just rebel against your parents and find happiness or, or just blindly but also there's a problem with blindly listening to your parents because sometimes so she has that right level of fighting back but still being sensitive and I like that it finishes that story she falls in love with her mom again as Mm -hmm. a bear you know and it's just a really great story and her strength to fight against that and even in the end you still don't like it's not about her finding a man yeah they change the tradition it's about her relationship with her mother which is far more important for girls to learn about than men that they might want to marry absolutely at that age they need to be thinking about their moms and 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 how great their moms are yeah and And i mean it's not like she's fighting her parents she's standing her ground Mm. and going i am a person and you are not going to decide these things for me i'm not ready i don't want to do it i'm going to live my life yeah she's not just a rebel she has integrity yes it's, it's different and so that's really good to see so yeah, Merida, and also an underrated movie, in my opinion. I think I've heard people talk about Brave and not like it. Yeah. I think it's great. It's I a think fantastic crazy. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to throw that, that in there, uh, just on top of that. Tatiana, we'll have to look into that. Or uh, Tiana. Tiana. Tiana, yeah. Tatiana. I, I've been wanting to That's watch that movie else. again, so I need to watch it again. Tatiana's her sister. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. That'll be the end of this episode. Have a good one. And uh, rethink about those uh, Disney princesses there. Yeah. Might be a good idea. Disney movies in general. I really enjoyed this. If if we ever have a big fan base, I'm going to love that we have fans. So I'm just saying, even though there might not be people who are Get on the bandwagon now. There may not be space in a couple of months, because we're going to be blowing up. If you enjoy watching this, I love that you enjoy watching it, because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. And, this is and feel time. free to contact us through our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can email us, email us at filmnark at gmail.com uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Facebook, YouTube, all of it. Milk was a bad choice.